Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode is a bit different and also really special. In collaboration with Heather Gallagher, the founder, eyes behind the lens, photojournalist of Heather Gallagher Photography, we're highlighting and amplifying the voices of Black fathers in our community through our My Black Fatherhood campaign. The voices you hear today will be Heather's, holding space as host, and the voices of Black fathers sharing a little bit of who they are, what their father figures have meant to them, and how they show up as fathers. These voices are a gift, and we are truly grateful and honored to share them with you all. Larry Choice Jr., 41. Great. All right, Larry, thank you for being here. Um, I'd love for you to just start off and tell us what fatherhood means to you. Fatherhood for me um, in this day and age um, is a lot, especially dealing with the nature of the uh, environment. <laughs> it is is actually showing up for your child mentally um not just physically but mentally letting them know that that you do have a, a soft side and uh being there for that child not not physically but mentally letting them know hey I do love you uh, I may not wear my my heart on my sleeve at time, at all times but you can talk to me, and I hope that you're open to uh, receive what 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 I'm I'm speaking to you. Not in a masculine way, but I'm soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's, it's a, a mental thing because I, I guess for myself, a lot of times growing up. Uh, I had a lot of men in my life who who showed me things, uh, some hard, some soft. So so they spoke to me in different ways. So I had to have, actually have an open heart and an open mind to actually understand what they were teaching me. Um, now being a father myself, so gathering all those things and actually showing my softer side and not always having to man up per se and uh, showing them that, showing both of my children that, that I am soft and that I care and love them and not just showing them that I, I love them, but actually proving that I love them by the way that I, I take care and provide for them and listen to them and speak with them. That's what fatherhood is for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Lawrence Joyner. Um, being a dad is, as young folks say, uh, a vibe. You know, definitely a vibe. Uh, it's part It's part just uh, enormous love, loving and caring. It's part um, being very perceptive, uh, having a very perceptive responsibility uh, that springs up inside of you. Uh, part of it is a sense of legacy and wanting to impart upon your children or your seeds the things that you feel uh, matter and finding the best timing for those things. Uh, 
uh, you know, you can't share everything when they're five uh, or 10 or even 18. So, you, you know, you have to space things out. You have to find the right timing. Uh, so it's a gradual thing. Uh, small part is also a real fear of the unknown as it pertains to their future and their place in this world. From now, is mm-hmm. there a specific message you'd like for them to know? Um, and it could be within the context of like where America is right now in history, or it can just be because of the ages they are now. And so imagine them 10, 15 years older. Is there a message that you'd like them to hear? You don't have to share if you don't want, but if that inspires anything. Without getting, I guess, too... Uh, you can get where you can go wherever you want to go. <laughs> getting too orating. Uh, I would just say that I would want them to understand, just, just to remember where they came from, uh, remember their family, uh, and okay. yeah, just remember their family, uh, know where they came from, uh, don't forget that. That's uh, family's all important. Family is the most important. And as long as they have a sense of self and family and love with that involved, uh, I think that's a great basis. Um, you know, that, that extends to obviously their parents and anybody else that, you know, uh, falls into that circle. And I just think that's a great basis to, to uh, follow in life. And it just kind of keeps you grounded. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Larry. Yeah, uh, my name is Cameron Stingley. Born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Relocated to Austin, Texas. Awesome. Um, and Cameron, you are a father of one, is that right? Yeah, currently a father of one, a boy. His name is Ezekiel. Uh, middle name, Alan. Actually, uh, Alan is, is after my little brother who, who passed away when he was 16. So mm. he's carrying on that name. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Oh, hey. No, but that's a really nice way to honor him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he actually is, uh, uh, it's actually connected to a lot of what's going on in the world right now. Uh, it's, he passed away at the hands of uh, three white men in Milwaukee back in 2012. And so it's, it's really neat to kind of see everything come full circle in a lot of ways mm. with, with that story, what's going on with George Floyd, and to have a son right now that continues on. In his memory, and then we hope to pass on so many other things, so many other lessons to him as well. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey, and it's uh, it's it's a, it's a huge responsibility, I think, and in so many ways to father a child, especially in um, you know in this world. I think about everything that my father taught me growing up to to help me to continue to survive um, day by day to to make sure I always get home. <laughs> you know, not every not every black boy not every black man makes it home at the end of the day and so um the the lessons my father taught me have gotten me home every day and i'll i'll be tasked with teaching those to my son um as well but also at the same time i think it's really neat to be a part of conversations and be a part of um opportunities that'll allow me to to maybe make it so where that won't have to be the case in the future you know when i as i teach my son uh, and, and encourage men of all other colors and ethnicities to teach their sons the right lessons so that the lesson that I teach my son isn't survive, but to, to maybe thrive and, and chase after other things. So, yeah. Anything else I'd like to show? 
Uh, at the top of my head, no, not really. I would just say, um, and I think it's important that we remember those who who came before us and that we remember the lessons of our fathers and that we continue to pass those down. But not just that, but that we continue to pass down all our experiences, the good and the bad, um, and that we not just focus on the sad as well, but also... Uh, you know, the good things. And that's, that's what I hope to teach my son, not just the sad story of his uncle who passed, but also the, the, just the bundle of joy that he was, the adventurer that, that my little brother was. Um, and for anybody who maybe hears this, his name was Corey Stingley. Uh, his story is online. You can look it up. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all the details. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I hope to teach him all about who who his, who his uncle was, and, and teach him all that my father taught me, too, as well. So that's what fatherhood is to me, just passing, passing the torch. So. Hi, my name is Craig Webley, originally from Miami, Florida, and we're here in Austin, Texas at the moment. Yeah, so fatherhood um, with my three beautiful children has meant a... a view into a hopeful world uh, for the future, um, giving me inspiration and perspective to make me realize that my actions and the impact I can make on society goes well beyond just my own personal behaviors and thoughts that they really could transcend through my children and transcend through various generations beyond. So it's given me a lot of perspective and inspiration to, to do more, to do better, and to leave the world in in a much better place than maybe what even I entered it into. So I, I was fortunate enough to be raised by both my parents. Uh, obviously, my father was was in my life and in my life in a huge way. So that was a stereotype that never seemed to have any true value in my eyes. Um, and even a lot of my, my black friends that I grew up with also had their fathers in their lives. So it was never something that I even took seriously or that I felt that was bestowed upon me or looked at upon me. But I think, yeah, in general, I mean, stereotypes, especially the ones in the black community are ones that are definitely perpetuated by a culture that has been oppressive to black people and black men in general. And, um, when I look at sort of what that could create into the psychology of a, of a person where they almost expect that their father would not be around or that society expects that they won't be around when they're their children. I do see that has having a, a massive negative effect, especially on the future generations that come out of those communities. So, um, I'm not actively working to dispel that, but then obviously, you know, whenever you are, within a community like like the black community and are doing something well you end up shining a little bit brighter to, to certain people and making them realize that okay maybe some of the prejudice that i've had about you know these people are invalid and you know allows us to move forward with like that that new perspective um i think the the message that i would give them at first is just one of gratitude you know thank you for um leading me into so much wisdom and leading me into so much humility as a human being and understanding and, and compassion and patience. They taught me so much with that. And they've also, you know, my children, you've, you've motivated me to, to do better and to try harder. And 
I'm not always going to be perfect and I don't expect you to ever be perfect. And, but you know, I think that that striving to constantly improve is something that they've motivated, motivated me to do every single day. So, um, just thank you. And I love you so much. Yeah. I think the last thing I will share is that, you know, especially in these times right now where there's a lot of political, social, economic, and racial unrest and injustices happening, not only in this country, but throughout the world, um, that progress moves slowly, but it moves forward. And it also never necessarily moves in a straight line, right? So there's going to be ebbs and flows, ups and downs along that sort of way and along that path. And I guess my message mostly to my children is to keep that perspective in, in mind as they face new challenges of their generations and of their children's generations. There, there will be constant challenges to face, but understand that it comes on the heels of massive improvements to this, the fabric of society that, you know, we're all part of and that they could continue to make efforts within that system to promote the, the type of progress that they want to see. And ultimately they're going to have to be the change they want to see in the world as as cliche as that sounds. It is, it is something that I believe to be true. And, and I hope that their lives will allow them, um, you know, that ability and autonomy to, to have that, um, perspective and have that realized for themselves. But other than that, thank you for taking the time. Well, thank you for this opportunity. My name is Etienne Vidal Zolani. And um, thinking about fatherhood right now in this moment, what comes to me is the idea that um, I feel as though it's the, the most profound way to grow holistically as a human being is to parent children. Um, what fatherhood has taught me is that, um, you can't be attached to your ideas of what should be. Um, you have to be very flexible and grow with the spontaneity of your young people in order to support their growth and their, their development. Um, I came into it with lots of ideas of what I I should do or I shouldn't do, and so much of it has changed because I'm willing to learn from them. And most of all, what I found is that um, just really paying sincere and close, compassionate attention to my young ones um, is so deeply um, moving and and uh, supportive to who they are, and they don't need much else. They just need that attention. And I'm offering that attention um, in the midst of everything else that is expected of a man in this society, um, as well as the the racism and the systemic pressures. Um, It's very difficult to dance in between the worlds of um, facing those issues and not bringing them home and um, weighing my children down with that pressure and supporting their nervous systems to be healthy and vibrant and allowing them to thrive where at the same time wanting to be honest about what they're up against and what they've been born into. Um, so that touches every part of who I am, my mind, um, 
my body, um, my emotions, my spirit, all of it is being challenged and stretched constantly um, just by the nature of um, being present with my children and being a support and a compass for them to help navigate their way through this world. Uh, so for me, it's everything. It's, it's where I move from. It's how I engage with people. I speak about my family openly. And um, I celebrate all that they've helped me to achieve and the man that I've grown into. I think what I would like them to know is that um, I see victory in their eyes. Um, I see them as being untouchable and a force that will rock this world um, and that everything that they need in order to be their best, they have inside of them. They just need to listen and follow their heart and trust their instincts and know that life is going to offer them struggles consistently, especially as children um, who will be targeted as being different when in fact we may be the majority by that time. <laughs> uh, at least in this country, obviously we're the majority on the planet. But um, at least in this country, I think they will be representing a force of conscious, compassionate, liberated uh, young people who refuse to be burdened, who refuse to be restricted, who refuse to be um, isolated from all of the, the privileges and opportunities that every human being should get to enjoy. I see them crushing the system of white supremacy and injustice in the world, and I see them standing on top of it uh, victorious, along with their brothers and sisters and all of the rest of humanity um, celebrating victory and the accomplishment of the human spirit. Um, I see that. I see it in all of our children. Um, so, yeah. I'm good. I just, okay. my gratitude Thank for your you. time and your consideration of, um, of those of us who are targeted, you know, and who don't have a voice and um, families who don't feel um, like they're valuable enough to be photographed and, mm -hmm. and be seen um, and who have been taught that we're ugly or that we're um, not worthy of acknowledgement and appreciation and celebration. Um, so this means a lot, you know. And My wife was sharing it with me because I'm kind of disconnected in some ways. I have my focus, and that's where I'm at, and that's where I live, and that's where I thrive. But um, oftentimes she's, she tries to pull, pull me out into other worlds and opportunities, and I was resistant at first until we saw your photographs. Mm. And I was like, wow. That's really beautiful. I want to be a part of that. So um, we came. And now I know that what you've done for American Youth Works. And um, that organization means a lot to me. And, um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Austin's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like this vortex of pulling like-minded people together mm, and offering opportunity for us to do wonderful things for each other in our community. And um, that's why I stick around. Mm -hmm. It's no place like it. Mm. I've traveled the world. And... Um, it's always nice to come back to Austin. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely something pulling us here.
You know, I say it's the waters. <laughs> it's the <laughs> sure. underground spring just yes. gravitating um, the type of people that come here and stay here. Mm. So, yeah, just gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, more power to you and your work and keep it up. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Likewise to all of that. Thank you. And cool. so, you know, on the record, I... Um, I wanted to offer these sessions because I think your family is beautiful and because I think you're worthy. And I really hate that anyone's ever made you feel otherwise. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same for you. So I know my Chinese brothers and sisters. (laughs) um, Although from my understanding of history, so many came voluntarily, but when they got here, um, weren't met with the type of respect and and consideration that they deserved Mm. for having the courage to come and start anew. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, it's crumbling. I see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said before, we are victorious through our children and through our support of them, uh, ensuring that they have an opportunity to express themselves fully um, as whoever and whatever they choose to be. And uh, we got to have their backs or it's not going to work. Absolutely. You know? um, so it's going to take a lot of work. There's going to be a lot of hard times to come, a lot of suffering ahead of us. But through that suffering, there's going to be triumph and progress in the ways that seem uh, impossible right now. Uh, and then it's already happening. This thing's happening right now that I thought would be impossible. Absolutely. And uh, so it's just more fuel for the fire. Um, And then we just got to love ourselves up, make sure that we're nurturing ourselves so that we have enough to offer our children and we're not burnt out and they have somewhere to recharge Um, because it's going to be extremely tough for them. And we need to be healthy and we need to be around. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of why I do what I do is to be disciplined enough to be engaged over long periods of time. This is all about longevity. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be instantaneous. Um, and what we're up against is highly organized. Um, it's highly resourced. It's highly strategized. It has hundreds, if not thousands of years of experience doing what they do. And um, we need to prepare for the same. You know, Our kids need to know what organization looks like and what it looks like to have energized people together working for a common uh, common goal, living by a code that supports um, our wellness and our ability to, to be successful. Um, and we've lacked that um, for way too long. And, um, you know, we're shifting it now. And it's, it's a glorious time. Uh, Billy Hunter. Yeah. Then when I was a child coming up, then my father... Uh, he passed away when I returned 11 years old. And then my mother, uh, she raised us. And then, uh, so when I got uh, grown, and then had my own kids, and then I uh, did my best to try to raise them in the, in the right way. And so... Um, my son, he, uh, well, that's my son and my daughter, they was going to high school, then they wanted to uh, play in the band. And so I bought them that 
band equipment which we needed. And then my son, he uh, see with his, you know, today. And so he uh, he blew a trumpet. And also he went to the, uh, uh, he worked at H-E-B first. And then H-E-B gave him a scholarship to go to, go to university. And he got his scholarship. And uh, he went and uh, he went to the uh uh, he made it and then went to New York to get his master in music. Yeah. And so right today, he uh, he teach music. And so then my daughter, she didn't make it, you know, but then that, something came up. And then, so he is professional now. Not for you, no. you must be so proud. Yes, I am. That's amazing. Then I met, uh, then I got uh, uh, remarried, mm-hmm. and then I married uh, 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 well, my uh, stepson, Larry's mother. Mm-hmm. And so and I tried to do what I felt that was best to raise him. And then, so from that day on, we just. We're making it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. How does it feel to be a grandfather? <laughs> we, yeah, I feel proud. I really, really, really proud. Yeah. So I have uh, 17 great grandkids. Wow. And then I'm going to be a great Great grandfather? Great grandfather. Wow. Right. So. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Do you mind sharing how your age? Oh, uh, my age. Uh, <laughs> Only if you want to share. <laughs> I'm 75 years old. Okay. 75 years young. Young, very young. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Billy, for sharing. Right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jay Jones Nagoma. I am uh, 40 years old. And I am the father of three. I have two teenage twin girls. Um, and I also have a son who is almost two years old. Um, and you know, for me, fatherhood, uh, the way I look at it, it's a gift, it's a blessing. And I think that, you know, children choose their spirit, chooses the families that they want to come into the world to. Um, so for me, everything about fatherhood is really just about, enjoying the moments and enjoying the gift of being able to guide and help shape my children into whatever individual they are going to be and they are. Um, And so fatherhood for me, the way I look at it is really just um, staying present in those moments of joy and, excuse me, learning how to take the difficult moments and the challenging moments and learning from them and also turning those into a positive experience and turning those into a joyful experience as well. And um, I think, you know, I have um, I have a unique, interesting perspective as well. Um, when raising my children, I try to instill in them a confidence in who they are. Um, I come from an Afro-Latino background, 
And so for me, I kind of have always walked the line of being black, being an African-American and also being Latino and Afro-Latino. So I've shared two cultures throughout my whole life. And I also try and uh, teach my children and show them that they can also share both of those cultures equally because that is who they are as well. Um, and just having that perspective and having that experience with my children is also a very beautiful thing because I get to expose them to so many different aspects of culture and the world. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. And, you know, at the, at the end of it all, like love and joy is really what being a father is about to me. It's, it's about loving who you are, loving being a parent, loving your children sharing joy with them, loving the culture that you come from, um, and just loving who you are every day. And, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about being a parent to me is sharing those moments and sharing that love with my, with my children. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I mean, another prompt I've been giving folks is, um, you know, imagine your children are listening to this recording 10 years from now yeah, or something, yeah. you know, is there a message you'd like to give to them directly or, um, you know, for me, I'm, I give my children messages directly every <laughs> single day. Um, but if they were to, you know, discover this or listen to this 10 years from now, um, I just want them to know and understand that, they came into a world that can be challenging and it can be difficult, but there's also a lot of love, a lot of joy and a lot of, a lot of positivity to discover and to have in this world. And so for me, I just want them to know that, you know, even though they hear this from me all the time, like as a father that I love them more than anything in this world. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm doing my a good job at guiding them. And, you know, I, I try not to, um, you know, shape them into what I want them to be. A lot of parents tend to do that. But what I learned from growing up um, from my parents was you're everyone's in, different. Everyone's an individual. They have their own spirits and souls. And um, our job is to help guide them in the direction to be on the journey that they're going to be on for their life. So I hope that, um, you know, if my children hear this 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20, however long it is that they can honestly say to themselves, like, yeah, my, my dad, he did help us on our journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves that we could be in and living our own individual lives. And he did it with love. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, anything else you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I just um I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak and be here and um you know, I I spent my life like I mentioned before um being unapologetically black but also being unapologetically black latino mm -hmm. and um there are a lot of us out here and sometimes we get overlooked but you know that's okay we're just going to keep moving forward and, and you know my children and other children will continue to carry the torch and keep moving forward and we do it with smiles on our faces and joy in our hearts you know mm, it's not okay but yeah. <laughs> but i hear you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for being here thank you for having me yeah
Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com.